Hello and welcome to today's episode, episode 11. I can't believe that we're up to episode 11 to Birding Conversations. <laughs> and today my guest, very, very honored to have you, Hani, here. Hani Rosengarten is a mother. She's an author, actually a best-selling author at Amazon. And you know, the name of your book is, I'm in love with that name, The Boundary is You. I mean, I think it can give the audience already a whole introduction what the episode is going to look like. Um, Hani is a coach that has online classes and personal coaching on women empowerment, my most favorite subject, and on how to deal with finances and basically how to be the best you. Yes. Which is really an honor having you. So welcome, Hani. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, my honor and pleasure. So, Hani, um, we're going to schmooze. We're going to talk a little bit. And what I wanted to ask you first is, how did you get to do what you're doing? Hmm. I love that question. Thank you. I um, Well, I started off feeling very different from how I feel today. I felt very disempowered, um, got married young, had beautiful babies, Baruch Hashem. Um, it was hard. It was tough. I didn't feel good about myself. And um, I had a belief. I had a belief that it had to be that marriage should be good, mothering should be good. Um a woman should feel good, right? A woman is such a precious thing, um, person, human, soul. Such an important <laughs> Yes. And uh, I, I did have a sense that it has to be, that it has to feel good. So I looked, I looked, and I um, did many things, some of which worked, some of which didn't. And when I found the things that have really helped me and have made such a big difference in coming from a place of overwhelm and struggle and darkness to a place of just light and freedom and empowerment and really understanding the beauty of the role of being a, a mother, a woman, a human, um, I wanted to share that. And I started sharing it on a small scale and it's been growing that's you know, amazing resonating. so what were the things that were speaking the most to you as far as that enlightenment and power and and not everything needs to be dark because it's so true what you're saying so many moms and even young moms feel this way mm -hmm. yeah so what were those spotlights so i think that when i experienced more than understood when I experienced um, the fact that we have personal freedom, that we can create the life we want, that we can, that we have more power in a relationship than we think we do. Um, understanding my own personal power is, and, and just the ability to make changes, to make a better life for myself, that was, that was pretty powerful for me. It is. I think the fact that motherhood is so taken for granted um, because it's so normalized, which is in a way beautiful, like it has its it has its advantages. We're all mothers, so we know what's involved. And like we've seen children, it's easier to raise children when you grew up with little children. But it's so normalized that we don't understand the magnitude of what it is to be a mother. 
that when a young woman, when I was 18, 19 and got married and in the same breath got pregnant and had my first baby and had my second baby, that was a lot. But to me, it was just what you do. So that's what you're supposed to do. Almost. Right. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. only what you're supposed to do, you don't even question like there's no like you just do it. It just is what it is. And there's no room there for it to say wow, I'm doing something so big. I probably need to prepare myself to understand how big this is and appreciate myself and take maybe time off from work. I went back to work five five weeks after my baby. It was overwhelming. Like today I would never do that because I understand what mothering is. Like you had a baby, your body has to go back to normal. So I think that the lack of appreciation because having children was so normalized, it was like, I'll have one and I'll have another one and another one. And um, I never stopped to think how, what it is. You, yeah, I was just listening to a woman that was talking about it, and she said that the the beauty side of it, mm -hmm. like to grow up in a big family and and being used to children and helping your siblings, your mom with your siblings, and then helping if you from the younger ones, your older sisters or brothers that have children, and the neighbors' children and playing with children. But in the same token, and that's what she was saying, and I very much connected to it, sometimes you lose self. Yeah. Who are you in this process? Yeah. Is it really what you want right now? Are you really ready? Do you really even understand what that shift means? Mm -hmm. So I can very much connect to what you're saying. Also, as a result of calls we get in Sparks, I find a lot of young moms, and now more than ever before, Every day, a few new moms that are calling and they're struggling. So yes, it is hormonal, but not with everyone. It's so pure hormonal. So it's, I find another, another side to it that is triggering and is bringing different emotions up. So if you want to tell me a little bit about your method, how is it that you, you, so many women confined in you. You have so many followers and so many happy clients. Oh, Hashem, yes. So if you want to, which is amazing. And you yourself, you're so young. When we once spoke on the phone, you told me your age. I said, I mean, now I see you. You look young. But back then, even on the phone, I said, Hani, really? This is how old you are and this is you have been accomplished, which is something really to look up very much to and and to be a model, a role model for other imams. So what is the method? Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Um, so the method is, well, I call it the land method, which land is a boundary to the sea, right? The land to the ocean. Um, and the, it's an acronym for love, autonomy, negotiation, and direction. So love is really just loving yourself. Right. We all have such vulnerable parts to ourselves. And we have two choices with those vulnerable parts. One of them is to cover it up, disown it, because we're scared of it. It's uncomfortable. And the other the other option we have is to gently love, really love and give just safety and appreciation for all those gentle parts of ourselves. So... That's major. Yeah, it's a big one. It's It's taking the whole entirety of who we are and really... Being okay with it, accepting it, making room for it. So love is a big thing. Autonomy is knowing that you are, you are a self and that regardless of what's happening, regardless of the fact that you 
are married, have children, are part of a community, are part of a family, siblings, work. You name it. Yes. <laughs> you are an individual, like appreciating individuality, just yourself. Um, negotiation means how do we talk to others, right? Especially in relationship. And direction is where do you want to go with your life? What do you want to do? Where I do you love be? it. Is this all in your book? Yeah. Yeah. I'm buying your book today. Today you um, you're having a sale. I would love to read it. Thank you. It's put down in so short, but in so much. Every word you say is so much. What do you find would be kind of the biggest struggle to women? Love. Love. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And why do you think that is? I know it's ironic. We love so many people. We give love to so many people. We we're so loving. We're so loving. And then we come to ourselves and it's hard. It's hard to love ourselves. Um, it's hard because we have either been told there are so many messages and so many reasons and so many experiences, scary experiences, traumatic experiences and, and messages that we've been told to not love certain parts of ourselves like, oh, I can't believe you're this or you're too that or you're you're. We're scared. We're scared of the sensations in our body. We're scared of overwhelm. It's it's scary to be human, you know? It is scary to be human. Yeah. And maybe also a little a misconception between self-love and being arrogant, like kind of you're going to look at yourself as you're arrogant if you're going to maybe love yourself more, believe in yourself more. Yeah. Do you see something in those lines? Absolutely. So the messages we get of like, who do you think you are, right? Or be be quiet. You can be seen but not heard. Or women should be subdued. Women should be idle. Women should be, what's Modest. a better word? Modest, right? Yeah. And all of these messages, whichever one, impact, like we heard the loudest, these things walk along with us. We really believe it. We believe that I, you know, just... Shut your mouth and behave. And those are kind of even concepts that like you can't even question kind of. Mm -hmm. If you're not aware, then those are just like there are a lot of those concepts like oh, women are sensitive. Um, women are, you know, all those Women are more emotional, they're not logic. You know, all those statements yes. that I find a lot of us are being graced with them. And as children, we don't know better but to believe them. Yeah. And then to get rid of an old belief is not easy. Yeah, yeah. It comes to us as a message from somebody who believed it, our parents, our teachers. It becomes a belief and the belief becomes a truth because since we believe it, it then gets bolstered with um, proof, like we have evidence because we see, you know, I spoke up and everyone was upset or I actually stood up for myself and I lost a friend or a family member. And we say it's true. The, it's not only a belief, it's actually true. And we never even question it. Right? I like that from belief to truth, which is even a lot deeper than just a belief. Mm -hmm. If that's your truth, I like it. Yeah, we think it's our truth. Of course. It's a, it's a false belief. Yeah. But it can feel as it's so true. Yeah. I like that. And how do you switch that? Well, knowing that it's a belief, right? When, when we um, get stuck, 
when we are when we are struggling we can we can say what's going on like what what do i believe right what are my thoughts here and noticing that it is a thought noticing that it is a belief when you see that this is a belief you have it's not a truth anymore you've 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 become the observer who's bigger than the truth that you believe right so it becomes smaller you can start questioning it you give yourself even the permission yeah giving yourself permission is a big one big 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 not so easy done um there are some real world repercussions for not fitting in um people will talk about me right so the permission to say all of that might be true and i still choose myself first when i know that people will judge right Coming and they will they will <laughs> they, they will. will yeah without a doubt we can see why when a woman doesn't give herself permission we can see that with com- compassion it's a real thing the, it is the risks are high it's very real. it's a it's a price to pay yes but then is the question is this price worth it to me for my individuality am i the price that i want to pay it's a big price yes i like that it's like when and when you say about people and peer pressure what we were talking so many times that i have been saying to moms over the years i said if someone cannot love you for who you are and it's not your person mhm yeah yeah so important talking about marriage right we have young mothers who are also making sure that their husbands are happy with them it's a lot of pressure like a young mother should i i want a young mother to know that her husband can be there for her that she doesn't have to be perfect in order to be loved and supported right, right? and no one is perfect so i find that balance is always the key right like with everything so yeah in a relationship we want to be the person that's considerate and want the other person to be happy yeah. and the same we want for ourselves from them yeah but that is not the same as being loved so conditionally only if and when and but yeah it's not it's not the same and i i find there is maybe a misconception in that a misunderstanding what that means what that means the the condition the, the unconditional the, love the unconditional love yeah tell me more like i find that unconditional is unconditional and that is not related mm. to and the understanding that a relationship is a give and take a relationship is two people that are interdependent not yeah. codependent that doesn't mean that it's i cannot choose to do something even if i'm not so much in the mood of it just because this is going to make my husband happy now mm-hmm. that is that i see as being an understanding person but to do that out of fear and out if i'm not going to just be so disciplined I'm not going to be loved. Yeah. That's not the same. Yeah. Beautiful. It's just and um women empowerment which is so you're so big at that and that's a subject that I really I really care about it a lot so tell me about it. 
So woman empowerment is everything we're talking about, right? That permission, knowing we have permission to choose what we want to do, um, to make a good life for ourselves. I think I, I appreciated what you said. We want to be there for the people that we want to be there for um, because we're loving people. We're nurturing people. We want to be there for our children, for our families and our communities. We Women build communities. We, we build many things, right? We give birth to babies. We give birth to our communities. We give birth to consciousness in our communities. So we create many things. So we want to be there for others, um, but also taking that permission to be there for ourselves. Um, and knowing who we are, understanding who we are, we're, we're powerful. And we can take the permission to be powerful. It's okay to be powerful, <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's in the right measurement, yeah. Yes. Like, uh, I don't know if you ever read Dr. Glazer's book, one of the, probably the best books I ever read in my life, mm. read in my life, and it's called The Choice Theory. And he speaks about, like, things which is basic needs for every human being, mm -hmm. which is, like I mentioned before, shelter and love and and freedom and power. And we all need those things. Mm -hmm. And he his whole theory, he talks about it. I mean, he's a psychiatrist and he talks about depression and very interesting take on it. But like bottom line, what he says is that not just that we cannot force someone else, we can't even force ourselves. Mm-hmm. Self-force doesn't work. Yeah. And his whole book is based how to find and how to get to the right balance with all those needs. Because if someone, everyone needs power. But if, let's say, a guy is so powerful that if his wife cheated on him, he kills her or her boyfriend, that's a powerful man that belongs in jail, mm -hmm. right? That's an extreme. So the same goes with everything. So my thing always that I talk about and I would like to hear your take is balance is the key. Hmm. Let me think about that for a minute because you said a few things, right? You you spoke about like our needs, which is also so important. It's just so important to talk about because when I talk about all these needs, um, I just mentioned it in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? The first thing we need is food, clothing, and shelter, and you know it goes up from there. Um, and even just talking about the fact that we need food, right? So that means that waking up and feeding the children and then grabbing a chocolate bar, it doesn't really, um, we're ignoring our basic need. Right. So so we just, just knowing that we really have needs and all of our needs are important. Um, yeah, all of our needs, right? Our need for attention, our need for love, our need for connection, community, security, sexuality, it's all important and and we have permission to take care of those needs. Um, the other piece is the force piece, right? Which is, it's, it's interesting because one of the things that we do, when we do wake up and we say, okay, so let me take care of myself. A big thing that we do is we employ force with ourselves. Oh, like if, let's say I want to lose weight, right? So we start beating ourselves up. I shouldn't, I, I can't, I'm so bad, I cheated, I... We call ourselves names. We, we think that we can kind of bully ourselves into submission and we're fighting ourselves. So when we're fighting ourselves, we're going to lose anyway. 
Because right. if you're going to lose the weight, let's say, if that's the goal, you've just lost your dignity and you've been hard on yourself. So I appreciate the um, talking about the choice. Like, how do we gently, lovingly guide ourselves to take care of our needs? Right. Um, Without force. Yeah. Yeah. Without force. And to reach balance. Right. Right. So we're talking about balance. Um, balance is interesting, right? Um, I, I'm okay with the fact that when we get into balance, there's a little bit of a, in order to get into balance, there's a shake of both sides, right? Yeah, I agree. And so when we're coming into balance, I've heard it from so many people that they blame themselves. Like, oh, let's say they're like, okay, I need to take care of myself. So then the next thing they're saying is I'm so self-absorbed, right? Or they get it from others. Like, oh, she's suddenly all obsessed with herself, right? And it's okay that we went from the right to the left and we haven't found the center yet. I, I want for, for I want women to appreciate the process and that it's okay. It's a to, journey. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, right? I I totally agree with you. It's okay, and and it's a process, and it's a journey, and 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 appreciate the journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Maimonides, which was a philosopher and a doctor, and so known, then he has always been talking about balance, and even with food, mm-hmm. it's uh, I think something he said was that let's say. You eighty percent on a on a good healthy route of food, but then you go off. You go off the highway. You exit, and those are those twenty percent. And then you go back onto the highway, and that's okay. Yeah. Because what you mentioned that women are so hard on themselves, even with weight loss, it's okay if you cheat. It's yeah. normal. You you human, and just. Remembering that and going back to the main road, I think that's what helps to balance. And I'm just going to agree with you on what you said, that when we are in a journey to find that balance, it will shake. And sometimes we need to go to another extreme in order to balance. Yeah. Because, you know, like uh, in different, in character, how to balance character. So an angry person, like they're going to, in the beginning, when they're going to work so much on their anger, they're going to be so careful, like never to even raise their voice a little bit. But then they're human. So if they will raise their voice a little bit sometimes, it still does not make them angry people if they're going to get frustrated. So... That's the way I see it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think we do come into balance when we allow ourselves to to figure it out, right? I, balance comes from being able to hold both sides. So we do need to go through that process of being able to hold the, the other side from where we're coming from. Right. I wanted to ask you... Mm-hmm. As a woman takes care of herself and becomes more empowered and her husband is not used to having this wife, how do you find their reaction to be? So it's interesting because um, most men end up loving it. A woman who is empowered is 
nurturing, giving. She is what a woman naturally is, which is a gift to men. And she's attractive. She's 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 empowered. Men benefit from an empowered woman. Um, when they've been in a dynamic and a dance where she hasn't been empowered and it was working somehow, right? Like the dance was working. She's stepping out of the dance and he's uncomfortable. And I want women to understand that, that as they're growing and maybe, maybe they're also uncomfortable, but maybe they have support. Maybe they have a vision of where they're going towards. So they're being held in the process. This man has no idea what's happening, right? So we want to be compassionate that his world is turning upside down and it's a little uncomfortable. For real. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't know what this is. He's maybe grown up in a place where he didn't know that women can be empowered and that the man, that they can co like they can coexist in a beautiful, empowered way. Like he might be threatened, right? So we want to have compassion. Um, and we and not stop the process because of it. We want to have compassion that the process is something where a man might feel challenged. Um and but ultimately when when we when we do this, we're doing this for the family. We're a woman who is empowered is is a blessing to her husband and to her family. And so even if there's a little bit of a fear there, if the man can know he's still loved, he's still valued, he's still the man, right? She's just taking care of herself. Ultimately... And she can reassure him. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think it works out well. So you see it working, yeah. which is... not which is good news, because I find so many men, they themselves grew up so sheltered even, and they come into a marriage with, with kind of a list, how this is supposed to work. And then when this works just even the other extreme to what they imagined, mm-hmm. it's an adjustment. Yeah. So compassion is a good word for that. Yeah, yeah. Understanding what they're going through, right? Their world is upending. It's scary, but it's good. And yeah, we all come in with lists. I mean, the idea of like dating someone or marrying someone that has to have qualities as opposed to a human being, right, that can that you can care for each other and get along with each other. We do have these ideas that are not in sync with life that you instead of living with someone, we have ideas of how we want things to be. And it turns out that in life, you know, life is more about living and not about expectations. So we can have compassion when those expectations break down. It's it's painful, but it's good. It's life. Right. And uh, you you have a good point with the lists for dating. Yeah. I find if we're talking about dating, I find the three things which is I see them important in dating is you know attraction, mm-hmm. which is between the couple. And, you know, seeing life aligned because one wants to go this direction and that direction. And the hardest is emotional well-being. Mm. How emotionally well is the other person? But to me, if those three things can be aligned and they check off, then the rest is history. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> then the rest is history, yeah. It doesn't mean it's not still work. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about marriage, I think marriage is like a plan that you have to water it every single day. Yeah. But those three are major. Well, they are, but not everyone has that, right? When we're talking about mental health, right? Like we are talking 
especially in this podcast, we might be talking to people who are already married and might be saying, well, what if I do struggle with or my spouse does with mental illness or what if mental we don't illness find... is different than. Um, but yeah, might some of them will might still struggle, but that's a little different than emotional well-being. Emotional well-being is more in, in the character mm. than as something outside that comes on the person. If it's OCD or if it's any type of postpartum or if it's any type of trauma they have to heal from. But if their character can still be emotionally well, it's a lot easier, but absolutely not everyone has that or was able and, and with no judgment mm -hmm. due to their, you know, to do their genetics, childhood, you name it. So you're right. I'm giving you back the floor on that. Then what do you do? <laughs> right. What do you do when you're not attracted to each other, when you're not emotionally well? And what was the third one? <laughs> and, and, and aligned in lifestyle. Right. Also, not all couples, right? right? And we find ourselves like you have a family, you have a partnership, and you're not aligned. So what, what do, you do you do then? <laughs> so I'm going to give you the last word on that. So I do think that it's enough if we say, I want a good life for myself. So where am I going, right? We don't have to go in the same direction to be friends and partners. We don't have to be well in order for me to find wellness. Um, and we don't have to be attracted to in order to, um, to connect, right? We can choose to connect on the things that we connect on. Like, if I haven't been given what I, what is important on the list, how can I make a good life for myself? Right. This is this is good advice for the ones that are married already. <laughs> well, for the young ones, I mean, when I was looking, when I was young and looking, did I know what wellness was? Uh, barely. So, yeah, life. Other yeah. ones. <laughs> so, Hani, I'm gonna give you the last word here of this uh, this path, our conversation, I would say, that passed so quickly. Yes. I feel like we just started. And um, what is the message that you want to give to all the audience, the married moms, the young ones the, that are listening to us? Huh. How do we say love yourself in two words? Love yourself. <laughs> That's how we say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Really, take really good care of yourself. You're so worthy. Um, and the book that we mentioned is available on my website, and it's free, actually, as a download. Really? Yeah. yeah. So so if you want to, what's your website? Aceschail.org. Whoa. Um, or theboundaryisyou.com. I think it's available on both websites as a free download. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I would like it in a hard copy. Yes. And and that I know very nicely how to purchase on Amazon. Right, it's so true. It's available that's on gonna, Amazon. <laughs> that's going to be my honor. Thank you, Hani, so much for being here today. Thank you. This was wonderful. Yes, it was. <laughs>